Hello and welcome to a new episode of the podcast from artist to artpreneur. Have you ever struggled with a decision? Didn't you know what is right, what is wrong, what to do? Then I highly recommend to listen to this episode. My today's guest is an awesome artist and entrepreneur, meaning an artpreneur. Such a beautiful story when and how she discovered that she's actually also an artist and she's an author. She will speak about the book. You definitely have to check out the link and buying the book because this is awesome what I just talked about choices. And yeah, so the weaving in the artist and the entrepreneur and how sometimes everything comes along without you really realizing it in the moment and then It shows up in this specific other moment and you see like, oh, wow. So for you as an artist wanting to have more success, more thriving business, more money, more impact, I highly recommend to dive into this episode, have lots of fun, take pen and paper and make sure to check out Kim the Young. This is my guest today, the link of the book and enjoy the episode. Welcome to a new episode with a beautiful guest today on the show. She will talk about herself pretty soon. I'm very excited and thrilled to have her because we met in a completely different context and then we got to know each other a bit. And then at some point we thought like, okay, she has to be on this show because we realized there is so much more artist in her than she maybe acknowledged for herself at some point. And we will talk about this too. I think this makes it special today because we are coming from a different angle that at some point, like on my path, seeing first the entrepreneur and business side and then the artist, not the other way around. And this makes it, besides other things, very special for today. Welcome, dear Kim DeYoung. Thank you. So glad to be here with you. It's beautiful. Where do we start? Now, I, I said a bit of this that we are coming probably today from a different angle. And I'm I'm loving this because for the audience being artists, but also being in the business field, like seeing all these different possibilities, all these different life paths, how this journey to be a successful artpreneur, that's why I'm loving this expression so much, can be. And it can be from everywhere and just learning and collecting all the necessary steps to integrate to then having art and business in one life path to be successful with this and making money and having impact. And so let's dive in into your own path. What was your desire to be professionally in school and have you done it or have you done or chosen another path? That's a great question. You know, And it's so, and and thinking about it from the space of art, I was the girl in my youth who was meant to be in business. That was the message I was given from my father. And then in college, I chose to go a little off course and I added art history to my major in college, which to my father was crazy. What was I doing? Was that going to affect me professionally? Would I make money? How was I going to use that? And I said, dad, I am going to be creative and in business. I was so clear at 20. Yeah. I was meant to go to work for Sotheby's at, as an art, the art auction space right upon graduation. And there was some bombing going on abroad. So that didn't happen. 
found my way into fashion as another creative plus business place. And my career meandered for a long time in that space. And what's interesting is from the artist perspective, I am the daughter of a mother who is a trained artist. Beautiful painting. I watched with curiosity and sat at her side as she would make these beautiful canvases with masking tape and she would pull the masking tape away and the straight line would be there. And I was fascinated, but I was messy. And I was always a little bit, you know, hand slapped for being messy. So early on, I developed the story that I'm not an artist. Mm. My mother has that gene. I don't have that gene. I must not be creative. That's not me. And I went on into a life of business. And Mm. about 10 years ago, I had an idea for the book, which I have written. But the interesting thing is I've also never considered myself a writer, never had the dream to write, never thought I was a writer yet. I had a divine download for what the content was. And I'll happily share more about that. But that mm-hmm. led me onto this writing path. Mm-hmm. And for many, many years, people would say, you're a writer. I'm like, no, I'm not really a writer. But you're writing a book, I guess. But I'm still not a writer. So th- it was this real dichotomy of how do we label ourselves and what do the labels mean? And then coming even a little bit more full circle, About two years ago, I was quite stuck in my writing and I've gone through various points where I have been, but I chose to take a painting class. I just felt this desire to paint. Mm -hmm. Um, And as somebody who never has painted, I land in an abstract art painting class with the most perfect teacher who supported me to use my intuition to put marks on a canvas. And so all of a sudden I was awakened mm-hmm. to painting, to mm-hmm. playing, to letting it be my play space. Like I wasn't attached to what I was creating. Um, I would put a mark on the canvas and I would step back and I would put a paint on the canvas and I would step back and it became this call and response. And what I found is that the painting was fueling my writing and my writing was fueling my painting. And For a bit of time, I had a process where before I would write, I would paint a little bit. And it wasn't painting for a purpose. It was just painting just to enjoy the creative muscle. And so that has been this journey. So now my book is going to be published very shortly. By the time this podcast airs, it may be live. And so I must be a writer because I have a book. I now have paintings around my home. I must be an artist. But to assign those labels is so interesting and and such a journey and something that, you know, we all go through as we navigate different personas, different identities. How do we call ourselves to the public? How do we think of ourselves internally? I mean, it's it's a journey. Kim, I mean, hopefully everyone has its pen and paper because you already shared so many <laughs> wisdom when someone was listening deeply and consciously. Um, I want to point out to two or three things what you shared because I think it's so important and so true and many can relate with this now coming not from the I'm an artist and want to be more successful. No, now coming from this, I'm coming more from the business side, but always was maybe this 
artistic interest in me or maybe more history like in your case but I never considered myself as an artist and then this whole labeling on uh, I'm not good enough uh, I'm not and what I also want to mention and express is that writing I think is one of the things where people say like this is not an art eh, I'm sorry this is an art <laughs> <laughs> writing okay. is an art so every writer for me is also an artist I mean we can go even more beyond in spiritual perspective than everyone is an artist but this podcast is at least for everyone who already considers themselves in any kind of being an artist but even there like what what industry what what are you doing is an art so many things cooking is an art right like there's so many to it and these two discoveries in your case, like the writing and the painting, but how long it took that you, let's say, even dare to say like, okay, obviously it's not yet embodied in every cell, but obviously I'm an artist in this field and this field because I did it. And other people were pointing me to it even more and helping me. I, it was the same with my song, right? I still, I have the same thing with the dancing, not but with the singing. So, ah, you're a singer. Nah. Yeah, but you've written a song and you're singing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. So yeah. I think I wanted to point out this thing that, that is resonating with lots of people. Consider your expression of whatever kind of art that this makes you already an artist. And because we have these judgments and labelings when are we going to say or feel that we are an artist? But I think it starts, it's beautiful that we we land in this because how early it starts to be able to say, I'm an artist and what makes us an artist? But then it comes on top of it, the difference to the artpreneur, like earning money with it, having mm -hmm. a bigger impact, being successful with your art. This is, I think, for many artists, the biggest step. And you then coming from the different angle, maybe sharing when have you considered i mean for you it was more the owning i'm an artist but when have you considered that your art can bring you money that you can combine both can you share something to us oh i mean i i this is such a big part of what i'm what i'm doing what i'm believing what i am trusting so the work that has paid me for years has been beautiful business launching strategy, helping people get their work into the world. That is what mm -hmm. I have done for years. Mm -hmm. A couple of months ago, I made the choice that that work was a bit more of zone of excellence work versus zone of genius work. Mm -hmm. And I made the personal choice that I wanted to do work that is my zone of genius, which is what my book is about, but also to be compensated by work that is my zone of genius and to trust that that is possible. So I have envisioned a very clear business model of as my book gets into the world with this message that like funnels through me all about the choices we make and the various ways that that will lead to income. I have it very, you know, I have a lot of ideas mapped out. Obviously, a lot of it will, you know, trial and error, seeing what people respond to. But I very clearly see um, a bit of an empire of mm -hmm. all of the ideas and things that I'm working on. And I am very conscious that each idea 
has to be rooted in, will it be fun for me? Will it be joyful? Will I be showing up in, as my mo- most magnetic self, mm-hmm. as I am sharing this information, working with people, taking them to a deeper level in the coaching work that I do? Like, it's very thrilling mm-hmm. to imagine this and to really imagine a, a life in which my income is earned because of doing work that funnels through me very creatively and um, very artistically. Uh, it's it's a beautiful experience and one that I see very clearly. Amazing, amazing. And so beautifully put together. Like what is the dance between the feminine and masculine, between the art and the entrepreneur? What is the combination? And you you nailed it, right? This This is... How long, since when are you aware? Because since when are you doing business? Since decades, right? Oh, I've been, um, I was corporate probably for 30, thir- began about 30 years ago. And I've been in, on the, in the entrepreneurial space for 20 years. So I have yeah. been earning an income as an entrepreneur, both as a coach and a consultant mm-hmm. for 20 years. And I have, I am shifting now to move just into the coaching space at various levels. And I have various ideas of ways I can work with groups, with students, with universities, with one-on-one, big groups, small groups, all different things. But the, the, the key focus for me is always, will it be fun? Mm -hmm. Will it be fun? And will I show up offering my best gifts in this way? That's the key. That's the filter through which I will make every decision that I move forward with. And we don't need to know more like in everything in life, if we are an artist or not, if we're an entrepreneur or not, this is the North Star, like 100%. How much would you say is your art, since you're aware of it, influencing the rest of your business and or vision of making money? Does it make sense? Yeah, um, I would say, and I'll I'll take a step back to something you had shared, you know, it's like, what does it mean to be an artist? Is a writer an artist? And I think a writer is an artist. Anybody who is creating something is an artist, Mm -hmm. whatever that creation is, minus in words, it could be on paint, it could be with cooking, it can be many, dance, singing, all of these things are forms of art. So owning that my words and the way I have put my words together. And, and I've also got an artistic process that's part of my book, but owning that that work is what is going to be my business fully and, and accepting that, owning that. Sometimes I feel the fear around it. Will it really, you know, we, we have the pendulum swing. Can this thing that I believe so much in that I know that can make such a difference can it really support me? Of course, I hit that question. And then I need to have the personal tools and the wherewithal to sink back into a place of trust and faith and action to also swing the pendulum back to, yes, this work will provide for me. This work will, as I give to others, this work will provide for me. 100%. 100%. It's, I think one of the, one of the things what several artists are lacking where well, I'm writing also lots about it is the confidence right so learning and it's not, it's exactly what you shared it's are we every day 24 hours confident no <laughs> are we having doubts oh yes uh, going through all the waves yes 
And at the same time, knowing how we can come back to the faith and the confidence and knowing the value of ourselves and our arts. I think this is the, the essence and, and doing the work on this because then you are stable, you're resilient in, in the field, right? Yeah. So you, you you've 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 talked or you started the book at some point you, you, when you shared your story and you say I'm writing a book and I think this was way earlier maybe you want to mention a bit of your writing process the artist yeah. your writer yeah. process and now coming to the book then then it comes out I mean it's a probably here it sounds like it's a longer process. So what is it? So my book is called the Book of Choice mm -hmm. and that title probably has had five to six titles prior to landing on what it is now, nine years from when it began. Wow. But what's interesting about where the book began is that I was being interviewed by someone almost a decade ago about something. I can't even say that I remember what it was. But my answer to one of her questions was, when we make a choice, and take action, what becomes possible. And I said those words in this conversation, and then I reflected upon them, and I thought, what is possible? And I began, I looked back at a particular choice I had made at that time, about a year ago, and I thought, I made this choice, what came from that choice? And at that time, I took a mind mapping software to say, I made this choice. I met this person from this person. I had this experience, this opportunity. I met this other person. And I watched the legs of this mind map grow. In creating this very first map on one piece of paper, capturing about an 18-month window, I shared it with a friend. And she said, Kim, there's something big going on here. She said, because in an 18-month window, look what happens. When I looked backwards over 18 months, I felt this immense gratitude for what came into my life because of one choice made at one time. But when I stood at the edge of the map and looked into the distance and thought, oh, what choice could I make today and what becomes possible? There was something quite powerful. And my good friend seeing this map said to me, Kim, I know you are naturally a doer and I know you want to jump into doing mode, but could I suggest to you that you just enjoy mapping, not knowing where it's going to go? And that suggestion of hers changed everything for me. And it sent me on a year long journey in 2014 in which I spoke to 29 people about choices they either had made or wanted to make. And each of them went on a journey with me. And the only question that I asked of them prior to the journey was, do you want to explore a choice? Everybody said yes. Without it, I mean, there was no hesitation, nothing. And as I embarked in this beautiful deep dive conversation with them to look back to a choice made a year, five, 10 years ago, and or a choice that they wanted to make, I began mapping it visually and in so doing gave them a new perspective on which to see a choice that they had made from a new perspective. These maps now became this really fascinating tool that I began to think as an artist, I wonder if there's something else that I can do with these maps. Like, Am I going to tell the stories of these people in an art gallery? Am mm -hmm. I going to create three-dimensional maps? Am I going to create multimedia experiences where somebody sees a map 
on the on the walls of a gallery and is listening to me tell the story of the person in the map. I didn't know where it was going to go, but there were so many ideas. And it was one of those ideas that led me to the art teacher who ultimately took me on the painting journey. Anyway, many, many, many years going on, exploring choices, mine, others, et cetera, with this mapping process, what I have landed on in the book of choice is really a process that teaches people how to be thoughtful about the choices they make Mm -hmm. so they live a more intentional, thoughtful, and examined life. And it's kind of a beautiful experience. And so what came about from this visual experience is now me getting to engage with people at all ages and stages who are making choices and potentially struggling with their choices and scared of making their choices and maybe dealing with the shame of choices that they did make or the fear of choices that they want to make. And now I get to teach them a little bit about what I've learned over these years of speaking now to more than a hundred people about their choices. Um, But not only teaching them, but giving them a process that they can do this on themselves teach them teach them how to visually map and take themselves on a creative journey as well as how to coach themselves through making their choices i mean it's the legs are very long and deep in terms of what is possible and people can do this work in a do it yourself way and read my book and let me do that people can hire me and i can do it with them or i can do it with them in groups i mean it, it it doesn't end. There's so many opportunities and the work is right for the person who wants to be thoughtful about their choices. And that can be the 20 year old. It can be the 80 year old. It's whomever. Unfortunately, we are on a podcast. <clears throat> Otherwise I would be quiet for some more minutes or seconds probably. <laughs> um, well, I had, now, I want to describe my feelings inside. So I had goosebumps and I had tears in my throat, at least. Um, why? Because I think you created, as an artist, writing. Already writing is the art. And you integrated another kind of art for everyone so you have an art in an art piece in art <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can say so right like you you wrote a book yeah. this is art but yeah. then you integrated an art piece for everyone <clears throat> for making choices more consciously um, easier um, having a process how to make choices and to feel better about them this alone i think is such a potent, deep, precious work, art, like artwork. This is priceless, right? Like, this is what I'm always saying, like, are you even aware, like you are, but as an artist listening, are you even aware how much valuable your art is? Like, do you know what you can change in someone's lives? And you speaking about your book is like, oh my God, you see, this is art, what will change hopefully millions. This is what I wish for you. Millions of lives in the best and most beautiful ways, right? It's like, 
people struggling with choices all the time and then having a new way of going about choices with your art creation and even with more support, like already. And now it comes, <laughs> you are a genius, Kim, right? You are role modeling and embodying it. Like there's this artist and then there's also the entrepreneur. You, you are really the entrepreneur because the entrepreneur, here, you can do it with my book. Go. You can work with me. I can help you with this process. Like, and then all the other ideas you already have. This is the typical visionary in an entrepreneur. So you are the artist, you are the visionary, and you are the entrepreneur, and you're embodying it and bringing it together to someone who can save and heal and change and transform millions of lives. Like, it's fucking awesome, Kim. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's beautiful to hear what I've shared reflected through you. Um, you said something gorgeous, and I really want to thank you for that, that, that within the book, which is a piece of art in itself, that there is this artistic process. And what's so interesting is that when I was creating these maps using this mind mapping software, I never thought I would share it with anybody from a place of teaching them how to do it. Never. I thought that was my you know little geeky thing that I did in the background. And it was a coach of mine who said, you might need to share this with others. They might want to do it. And what's become even clearer over time is that while I may do this process using a mind mapping tool, I'm very clear as I teach, you can paint it, you can draw it, you can use sticky notes on your wall. Like it's up to you to come up with what is the process that works for you in this. And I'm sure you have read Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. Yeah. But what I have dreamt of is that my book will be the artist's way of choice. That is really what I hope in that for any of us who love Julia Cameron's work and have come back to our morning pages, which I've probably read the first time 25 years ago and began that process and then forgot about it and mm. came back, and forgot and came back, which I've done over time. I dream of that for this book too, in that I hope people will experiment with the mapping process in whatever way. And mm -hmm. then they're going to forget about it. They're going to put the book away. And then they're going to say, oh, what's that book? I remember there was something cool in it. And they'll come back at a time they need it. And that it will become the resource that they have to experiment with this process when they need it. You know, and that's what I really envision for people. Yeah. And now you nailed the word. I, I, so 30 seconds ago, I already had a sentence in mind and now you use the word like, I love the visionary in you. I love it because this is for me the, this is like the, the chocolate, the ice <laughs> cream on the, right? Like being an artist, being an entrepreneur and having a beautiful vision for me, this is the, the thing. Because then you know why you have all these beautiful ideas. You're not stuck. I mean, not every day, but you're not getting stuck in these, I don't know, day to day and two small steps. You have this vision and then you know why you're doing the things and you, you let creativity come through you. And then you go into action mode, like the beautiful dance between the two. So I really, really love it. Wow. Thank you. You're pulling it out of me. You're, uh, <laughs> you have a beautiful magic of pulling out the artist. Um, so thank you. Lovely. Mm. What a beautiful dance. We are dancing here. <laughs> and 
hopefully everyone listening gets so much out of it so much and hopefully everyone is reading the book i mean i can't wait to read the book honestly <laughs> <laughs> i'm i think no honestly yeah the thing of choice i think is for every single one like there will be people who are good in making choices and still i think there are parts in your life where you don't know and that's why i, I think I think you are so right. I mean, I have been very fortunate. My kids, I have three children right now and they're in their early twenties. And so they have been on a journey with me about their choices beginning in their teens. And now the conversations that we have about their choices as they are like emerging adults, finding their way into the world for the first time, navigating their personal, their professional, their relationship choices, you know, more on their own than than when they had parental support. That's a whole niche unto itself and one that is fascinating. Then you take somebody at a different stage as they're moving into motherhood or choosing not to be a mother. I mean, think about the choices we make to do something, the choices we make not to do, the choices we make not to do that go against societal norms. And what does that mean to stand in the strength to do that? The choice to, um, you know, again, do something against the grain, the choice to do something that scares you, the choice to do something to find your way back to a relationship that you miss, the choice to show up in a new way um, with somebody that you care about, the choice to let work go that you didn't care about and move into something that you do to do something more purpose-filled. I mean, the big choices that we make are so meaningful and so powerful, and they don't have an age. They don't. I um, I have spoken, I've befriended very fortunately some people who are quite a bit older than me, and I'm fascinated listening to their choices later in life. What are they navigating as they're in retirement years? What do they want for themselves in that next phase? It doesn't stop. Yeah. Choice is with us always at all times. And the more intentional and thoughtful we can be about our choices, the richer. And hopefully the questions that I provide and the process that I provide and the resources and the community and all the things I dream of being a resource and a support for people as they do that, because it's such an important conversation. It's so amazing. And seeing how this had to be over these years, a process to land now into this beautiful art creation book, and then being able to support so many people. Yeah. It's such an important topic and seeing love for everyone listening hey this this can be one of these paths like your being your living your collecting life experience putting into art and you're not aware of that it's art and then having this impact on many people in the most profound ways i mean is there a more beautiful purpose <laughs> uh, living our purpose living our lives by doing what we love putting our hearts in there and then being able to support and to guide and to, to help others in the most beautiful way. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one other small piece that came about beautifully that I wasn't even aware of from an artistic perspective about six months ago, I had an idea. I'd done a very comprehensive map for somebody and I wanted to share it in a way, I, I wanted to share it with people publicly in a way that was easy for them to digest. And a friend nudged me to begin experimenting, creating a video using Canva. And I began to do that. Meanwhile, 30 to 40 hours later, I had created this three-minute video. But that got me 
thinking, first of all, creating that video was a lot of fun for me creatively. I really like, I loved every part of the process and I'm very conscious as an entrepreneur, there are those tasks. There are many tasks we have to do. And it's kind of like, which are the ones that are fun for us to do versus the ones that are draining. And this was a task that was fun. I could have outsourced it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to, I wanted to do it. I wanted to infuse it. Anyway, that one video then sent me onto a journey in which I have created six other videos. They're all three to four minutes long, but they tell the story of the book visually. And each one took me again, more than 30 hours, but I was very aware of the beauty of being in the artistic space as I was creating them. And so as my book now finds its way into the world, I want to share those videos with people from the perspective of spend half an hour, watch these videos, Mm -hmm. and they will set the tone for you to get more out of the book. Mm -hmm. But they were made with such artistic love in creating them. You know, it's just yet another, it's, it's a piece of the marketing, it's a piece of the story, but it's also a piece of the art. It was a lot. 100%. Amazing, amazing. So share what the question is, what would would you, what kind of advice would you give for sharing your wisdom to every artist listening? Or already entrepreneur listening, but still, of course, when they are on the show, interested in having more money, more success, more impact. What would you say is the difference between, let's say, the cliche starving artist concept and being a successful entrepreneur? What is your own experience? Maybe three, maybe it's four, maybe it's two. But your key learnings, your key secrets, what makes the difference in having more money, more success, more impact as an artist than called entrepreneur? That is such an important question. Um, I would say, number one, it is belief in yourself, that your art, whatever that art form is, needs to be in in the world and that you are worth being compensated for that art being in the world and that your work has value Mm -hmm. for others and therefore the exchange of money Mm -hmm. And, and being open to that. I think it's very challenging as artists to sometimes believe that you should receive for it, but that is not accurate. That is yeah. not accurate. You yeah. are offering a value, a service, and something of of you. And to trust, believe, have faith that you deserve to be compensated. But then the second piece becomes you have to put it out there. It must be out there. There that now comes the ask mm. and letting people know my work is here. I am putting my heart and soul out for you. Mm. And now I ask that you receive it. And we have an exchange of energy in the mm. form of. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So it's believing and it's also asking and making it easy for others to get your art. You know, so I'm a very big believer in the systems behind the work that we do. So whether that is setting up your pages and your your um all of your finance and all of the things so that the money flows easily, make it easy for the user who wants your book, your art to click here, to get it for the money to flow into your account, for them to have a beautiful customer journey as they get the thing that they wanted and all of that. And for you to stay in connection with them. I think the customer journey and realizing 
that that is also a big piece of your art of how you treat the person who buys from you afterwards. They're now a part of your world. Most likely if they bought once, they will want to buy again. Mm. And I was told something very beautiful by an editor a few years ago. She said, Kim, this is your first book. It is not your last. And those who read your first will want your next. And those who buy your first painting will want your next. And so remembering that the people who are your fans and your buyers are are people to be nurtured and loved. And, and how do you continue to do that? So I think that is such an important part. It's not just make the sale and you're done. No, the sale is the beginning of the relationship. Mm. That is really the key as the artpreneur, because what else might that person want from you? If they've fallen in love with you and what you have, what else may you have to offer? And they are a beautiful audience because they've already bought once. And now what else may they want? Hey, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So true, so good, so awesome. I'm deeply honored that I had you. Um, it was so deep wisdom, so shared from your soul. Like, thank you. I'm nurtured after our conversation. Yeah, thank you. This was thank beautiful. Thank you so much. I, love, I loved our time together. And um, for everyone listening, please check out the show notes to find the book, to buy the book. I can't wait to do it either. And follow her on Instagram and all links show, finding in the show notes. Because I think, as you said, in this moment, like this is just the beginning. <laughs> so thank you so much. I wish you all the best, not only for your book, but for the whole journey for everyone and for, for you personally. Thank you, Tina. It's a pleasure. Loved it.